Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Now, more Jeff and Jen. So, if you're a regular listener of the show, if you're if you're a fan, maybe you love the show and you enjoy taking us to work with you every morning or allowing us into your home, uh, we appreciate that more than you know. Mm-hmm. And if you consider yourself a Jeff and Jen super fan, well, okay, that's a whole nother level. It's true. We love you to consider joining the Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club. Uh-huh. Now, I admit it's not easy to get into, um, but listen, I, I think it's worth the effort if you really love the show and you're a super passionate fan, there could be some huge benefits for you along the way. Yeah, we're not 100% sure what all of those are going to be, but w- there's some things in the works. Big things. Big things. You're going to be impressed. So we started Best Friends Club. You can apply online, wkrq.com. Uh, it's a pretty extensive application, but we we really want to know a lot about you. And then uh, we select a, a new best friend member of the day, basically, a new inductee into the club and get to know them a little bit and, you know, play whatever song they want to hear. We set them up with a sweet looking jersey. Yeah. And then they kind of, then they're sort of considered insiders. Right. So I'd like to introduce you to today's Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club inductee. Uh, say hi to Amy Gleer. <laughs> Amy, are you part of the Gleer's Meats dynasty? Yes. You are. Are you going to inherit millions someday? <laughs> I don't know about inheriting millions, but... Yep. Uh, my husband is the vice president. My father-in-law is president. My husband's grandfather was the one who started the business. Wow. wow. That's super cool. That's great. So you have like just endless amounts of getta at your disposal. I love Gleer's getta. It's my favorite getta. <laughs> <laughs> of all the gettas, yours is the best. <laughs> it, I, actually, full disclosure, I think it's the only kind I've had. <laughs> I think I think that's the case with me too. Yeah. So it's cool. actually the same with me. Um, before I met David, I had never heard of Geta. So when he told me what, when we first started, like on our first or second date, he told me what he made. And I asked, he said Geta. And I asked if that was a type of cheese. And then he's like, no, that's Gouda. Oh, <laughs> I can see how you'd make that mistake. Oh, wow. 
How cool, though. What fun. This is very cool. It is. So you, you're a fan of the show. You listen every day. Yep. It says here you're a mother of four. You got three boys and a oh girl. God, How that's old? a lot of kids. Our oldest is 15. Then um, that's our oldest son. Then we have a daughter who's 11, a son who's five, and a son who's four. You got your hands full right there. Yes, yes, we do. Yeah. Now, here's what I love about Amy and the way that she listens, okay? okay. She's a huge fan. One of the, her favorite things that we do is pick your purse every year. Yeah. Uh, and this is a multi-generational thing because <laughs> during our, our pick your purse promotions, uh, Amy, her daughter, and her mom listen and check in with each other. They sort of work as a team. Oh, nice. Which we always encourage people to do because, you know, when we do those purse matches multiple times a day, we understand that people live and work on different schedules. So if you got a buddy or someone who also listens, uh, you know, form that union. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have a team in place. Yep. My um, my mom lives up in Hamilton, and so we'll just like, okay, you've got this time, I've got that time. <laughs> Who's covering the next time? And oh, I love that. Have you guys yeah. ever won? No, but my daughter was super excited one time. I remember we had just picked my son up from an after school activity, and. Right then, it was time to do the pick your purse. I had my sheet with me in the car, so she's calling in. She got in, and but it had just started, like the next round. Oh yeah, uh huh. So she got to pick two things, but they didn't match. But she was excited to be on the radio. Oh, that's, oh, that's great! How cute that is. Um, so tell us about your re Renaissance history reenactment, specifically 16th century English. It says here you remember the Society for Creative Anachronism (SCA). Is that right? Did I pronounce it right? Yes, you pronounced it right. The Society for Creative Anachronism. It's an international nonprofit organization that studies and recreates the years, approximately 600 to 1600. So we have Vikings, you might have 14th century French, just wow. we have Japanese, pretty much you go in rather than the Renaissance Festival is um, where you pay to go and watch other people do things, right. whereas the SCA, you get to do it yourself. So you get to pick what you want to be and then what your name is. You can then make the clothes or find someone to make the clothes for you, you barter there's armored combat, rapier, wow. equestrian events. Um, let's see. Our daughter started doing archery when she was four. Um, my brother-in-law started teaching our oldest how to throw weapons, such as knives and axes, when he was seven. Wow. I'm like, yeah, that, that's what every seven-year-old needs to know, right? Uh, got, I got to ask you how you, got, how you got interested in this. I've always had a love for history. And actually, when I was a teenager, I was working at a restaurant and I, my manager told me in the next five minutes, if no one else shows up, I could leave. And next thing I knew, a group of 14 come walking in, but they were dressed funny. They were all in medieval clothing. They had just done a demo, which is a demonstration at a local school. And so I started asking questions. I went to the next, they gave me information. I went to the next meeting and more or less jumped in with both feet. Because if you want to learn how to make an instrument, you can do that. If you want to learn how to play the instrument, how to dance to the music, if you 
like I said, there's armored combat. There's a little bit of something for everyone. Wow. Dancing, cooking, sewing, camping, drinking, you know. I mean, there's something for everyone. (laughs) It's actually where I met my husband. I love all the the different interests and hobbies that people have whenever we induct a new member of the Best Friends Club. You know, there's always something that they're passionate about, something that they're into that's different and unique. And uh, I don't know if you know this, guys, but Amy has a YouTube channel. The name of her YouTube channel is called Lynn Fairchild, and it covers all of the things that she just listed. Uh, Fencing, blacksmithing, historical games, medieval renaissance hairstyles this is cool yeah and i guess they're they're pretty well done but if you really wanted to do a deep dive and learn about this stuff it's all on your youtube channel how'd you come up with the name lynn fairchild is that sort of like your alter ego or is that named after a a historical figure no in the sca you are to pick a, a unique name Someone who could have lived at that time, but did not actually live at that time. Oh, wow. So, for example, I could not pick Anne Boleyn, who was the second wife of King Henry VIII. Well, of course not. And well, why would you so Lynn to? was a name I had picked, and then Fairchild was actually one that a friend of mine gave me. Because when I was in high school and then through my college years, I used to, um, up at Wright State University, every year they would have magical dinner which was a Christmas Renaissance dinner theater. And so you had the Wright State Choir, but you also had the SCA dancers. And so we would perform at Madrigal Dinner, and I needed a surname, and I couldn't think of one. And so one of my friends, he said, I'm fair-skinned, and I was, I think, 17 at the time. So he's like, you're still a child, so fair child. And well, that's how I got that. Fair child. I like it. There you go. All right, well, if if you want to learn more about the stuff that uh, Amy's into, follow her YouTube channel at Lynn Fairchild, Lynn spell L-Y-N-N-E, Lynn Fairchild on YouTube. It's got it all. Jeff, you have a lot going on this weekend. You're going to check out the disc golf. Yeah. And then you're you're going to go down the rabbit hole for this as well. I know. When I go, I go hard, man. That's right, man. (laughs) You're a party animal. And you said you had nothing going on this weekend. Yep. Well, I'm going to be busy now. Got a lot of YouTube videos to watch. Uh I love that uh, Amy, she said, what what have you learned from the Jeff and Jen morning show? And the big takeaway is gooch grease. Oh, my God. (laughs) A lot of people learned that. That was new for a lot. I do like, did you line up her song to play, Jeff, though? Because it is one of my faves. Yep. Okay, yeah. It's a big Renaissance classic by Pitbull called Fireball. (laughs) 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 And we're going to play that for you. We're so happy to have you in the club. It was great talking to you and getting to know you a little bit. And uh, good luck with the YouTube channel. And uh, please give our best to your family and everybody at Glear's Meets. Great, thank you. It was great talking to you. Do you need to talk to her? Nope, I already talked to her. You're already set up. She's going to stop by and bring her kid in in a couple weeks. Awesome. All right, have a great weekend, Amy. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. For news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, some people have been feeling fall vibes for over a month. Not so much here because it's been warmer. Although, have you noticed the leaves are falling anyway? Yeah, we should stop. I Not also yet. noticed that they're changing colors in my neighborhood as I, I took the dog out for a walk yesterday. And I almost took a picture to show Jeff, but it's not quite red enough yet. But like all of the leaves are turning the on this one coming. tree. The darkness is coming. <laughs> well, and I feel like it's it, maybe it's those cool nights that are contributing. But somebody conducted a study to determine... The best states to visit this fall. And the number one state kind of surprised me. I guess it shouldn't surprise me because it covers a lot of geography. The state of California. Mm. Do leaves change in California? I don't really think about is them as being fall colors I in mean, California. is there something happening at the wineries? Well, yes, actually. Yeah. Uh, they do the big fall harvest, and it's a super busy time of the year to go. And it yeah. is just beautiful in wine country in the Sonoma and Napa Valleys. And this particular study that we're talking about covers over 20 different metrics. Falls festivals, outdoor attractions, apple orchards, corn mazes, pumpkin patches, wineries, cideries, mm. hay rides, parks, camping, and weather. And California was number one on that list followed by the state of New York, and then you got Washington State, and then Michigan, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Oregon, Colorado, Minnesota, and Maine. And I always thought Ohio was pretty good in, in a lot of those. You know, we don't have a ton of wineries, but, you know, we got our corn mazes, we got our hay rides, and apple stuff. orchards, and camping. I always feel like when I drive nice fall weather. when I drive to Eastern Kentucky too, usually October ish, that they like because you go through that area where Red River Gorge is, and it's just very beautiful that time of year driving through there. Yeah, yeah. Louisiana came in last. Mm. That's not surprising. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Why about? Something Jacob told us over the weekend. Are you allowed to share it? Yeah, I can, I can do that. What did he say? Uh, well, I don't even know what the question was that Susan asked him, but he was spelling, you know, sitting there with a keyboard and communicating by spelling one letter at a time, things that he isn't able to verbally say, he's able to spell. And he said he wanted to go backpacking Oh God! Through the Great <laughs> Smoky Mountains. Oh, really? oh wow! That would be really cool. You should totally do that. Do you think I, I want to go you back? Hike. 
Doesn't that, isn't backpacking, doesn't that mean stopping and put, pitching a tent and staying overnight? If I mean, you're with the right tools. It could mean I that. don't know if oh I God. need to be backpacking and camping in the Great Smoky Mountains. Well, camping is different. You could get a nice lodge and let Jacob wear a backpack. <laughs> I guess I need to, to further. I need, you need, some, a I need some clarity. Oh. Yes, what you do, do you mean by backpacking? Just it, yeah. carrying one while exactly. you hike? Or is this, you know, you're wanting to pitch a tent? Uh, that does sound amazing, though. Like, if you researched that and you went to the right people who could you know, set you up or train you or whatever right. was necessary. Can you imagine the experiences you could have with him? I'm sure. It that would, would be, be life changing. I know, but it would, I would have to very much so figure out a way that it would work for me. And I am not, not where there are bears. Right. Well, they also like, you can't necessarily, like, especially if you go the like overnight backpacking, like you have to eat like that dehydrated food uh-huh. and all that noise. Yeah. You can't, you don't bring sandwiches, do you? I mean, I guess you could, but you can't carry anything that's like, you can't bring anything that's too heavy that you can't carry. Right. So you need your flint I, I, starter. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no idea where that came from. It's not like, wow, he that is a, a subject commercial. or a topic or anything that has ever, that I'm aware of been discussed. But I mean, that's what we're getting. We're learning all kinds of interesting things. Wow. I know. It's really neat. Well, summer officially ends tonight at 2.50 a.m. Yeah. Or I guess tomorrow morning, 2.50 a.m. Eastern. And if you're someone who always looks forward to fall, this is for you. How'd you like to have two of them a year? Two falls? Yes. I mean, two, which, which season would we be skipping? Well. Spring. <laughs> bear with me here because this is fairly crazy. But a guy in Delaware named Tom Sherman started the new calendar the okay. newcalendar.com this guy wants to abandon the current system and switch to a calendar with five seasons so that would be winter spring summer autumn and fall he doesn't wow. think our current calendar makes sense because yeah. the seasons are not equal you got summer, which has 94 days. Okay. Winter is just 89. So in his system, all five seasons are, are exactly 73 days long. Okay. Because currently, fall lasts 90 days. But on his calendar, fall and autumn make up 146 days or 40% of the year. So that would run from July 28th. Through December 20th. Now. What comes first? Fall or autumn? And what's the difference between the two? Autumn would come first. Okay. Yes. But that's dumb because I'm sorry. In the middle of July, that's summer. Yeah, totally. You can't start any. No, it don't, it, his, this is dumb. Especially like in this area where, I mean, right now it's September 22nd and it's going to be what, 85 today? Mm-hmm. Well, his argument is, while this may not seem practical... He is annoyed that we have to buy new calendars every year. Oh, God. So he has worked it out in such a way that with his system, you could just buy one and use it forever. And use it forever because it's always the same. I'm annoyed that you're buying a calendar and not just using your phone. Like, you don't need to buy that, right? I guess you could if it's Jacob's. That's right. 
If it's Jacob's calendar, I will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's crazy the first time you hear it, I guess. Do you yeah. guys even know anybody that still has a, um, like my mom has a calendar. She has Jacob's calendar on the wall. Like a wall calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people. such a big thing. Remember you would write it on the calendar? We there do that. Stores. You still do that now here? I mean, here I keep the Jeff and Jen show calendar because I can't keep all the crap in my phone. I'm going to show you. I actually screenshot our calendar. Oh, nice. So that you know. This is your shared well, this calendar. This is how you know you what everybody in the house is doing. Yeah, there it is. Let me see. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how a lot of people. Oh, wow. That's I mean, great. You think about it. Come the around Christmas calendar. time, you'll see just calendars everywhere. We put it on the pantry door. I like those daily in the ones. Kitchen. Where you mm-hmm. rip it and it tells you like an inspirational quote. Yep. All right. Everyone has heard someone complaining about being underpaid. Uh, we're seeing that with, you know, the writer's strike, of course. Overworked and underpaid. It's a way of life. Uh, the United Auto Workers yeah. are striking and, and more may strike. That strike may go even wider. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember UPS, the drivers said it almost went on strike. They worked that out at the last minute. Yeah. Well, people are on, people online are talking about the cushiest jobs they've had. The ones where they might be a little overpaid because they do basically nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Most of the stories involve one of four types of jobs. Jobs where you literally do nothing. Like? Well, someone has a part-time gig at a university where they literally just wait around to see if anyone needs help conducting a Zoom call. Oh, wow. That's the job. Yeah. And no one has asked for help in 18 months. Oh, wow. And that job still exists. They still are getting paid for it. Wow. Yes. What do you do for a living? Well... I uh, just hang out at school at the ready in case someone needs help connecting to Zoom. Oh, That's it. I would be so bored. Or, wow, you must be super busy. Actually, no. Did, did, did it say how much it pays? It doesn't. Oh. And it's not full time. It's part time. But still, whatever they're getting paid is probably too much. Uh. Jobs where you do nothing most of the time, but you do have some responsibility. For instance. Someone said they get paid an annual salary of $150,000 to do graphics for a video game studio. But the thing with that is that there are these long stretches of downtime where they're not needed. And they and, still make the money? And they still get that full-time 150000 a year. Wow. Which involves long stretches where they don't do anything. Wow. Well, maybe it's one of those high-pressure jobs, though, that when they're on, they're on, and they don't get to take any time off until they get their graphic done. Yeah, I mean, it, it you know could be I mean? that. Like, yeah, right. During people, crunch time, right. there are like, periods where yeah, maybe you've gone from zero to 60. Yeah, and they're doing, like, 16-hour days. Right. Uh, there are jobs where workers are supposed to do stuff, but they get away with doing nothing. <laughs> a lot of people talk about being overnight security guards, and they just end up watching a lot of Netflix. Someone else talked about babysitting automated machines at a production facility, but pretty much spending the whole day playing video games. 
Maybe they are just hired, though, and trained to be there in the event that something happens. But chances are they're supposed to be actively monitoring and paying attention. Yeah, something like that. I mean, if we're being honest, back when we did a different day part, like when I was doing middays, and that was my only job. Right. I just was the on-air personality doing middays and would have to do a little bit of commercial production, but not much. There wasn't a lot going on. <laughs> Especially know? in middays, man. You right. could phone that show in. Totally. You could show up on <laughs> no so hungover. With, yeah. Yeah. Because, we just, you know, you just played record. It's different now. But at the time, you know, that was all I did was play two songs, talk for 30 seconds, play two songs, talk for... Well, I would make the argument that afternoons was a a little more involved for at least two out of the four hours. Yes, because you had traffic. But then some people (laughs) talked about jobs that are so loose, they're able to stack them and get paid two or three times over for the same time. Like one person said, uh, my friend was a bread shelving person, Okay, which got to be so easy. They just they grabbed a second route and then a third route. Oh, wow. And each route was, quote unquote, 40 hours. And you were supposed to check the stores two or three times a day, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just, they gave each shift manager a business card and said, uh, yeah, if the bread needs to be restocked, man, just give me a call. Wow. So they ended up working like 18 hours a week, but they got paid for 120. Wow. Man, where did we screw up? No kidding. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yep. There you go. Now you know. Jobs that pay you to do virtually nothing. I'd be so bored, though. I wouldn't want to do that. Same. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.